What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Monday, September 30th, 2019, and you guys are listening to episode 418. How the hell is everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing good on this fine, crisp, breezy, uh, beautiful fall day here in um, New York. I am up here in the country. I'm just looking at the leaves change and uh, I know I'm getting a little older because the other day I caught myself staring at the top of a tree and watching the branches blow back and forth and I really appreciated it. So I was like, I'm either getting wiser in my old age or I'm <laughs> or I'm just getting old. But um, anyway, got a fantastic show for you guys today. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. The Giants turning it around. Um, I got more of this hamster story, guys. Uh, something happened with the hamster that we're going to talk about. Um, but first, before we get into all this stuff, I just have to thank everybody. Everybody who came out uh, to see me in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club. You know, you know, you know, you know, traveling all over the place, flying all over the country, away from my family, away from everybody um, to do these shows. And don't get me wrong, they're great clubs and great cities. But to be able to go down to New York City, my home club, my home city and perform here and uh, all the people that came out. I cannot thank you enough. The lines were out the door. Um, Both shows on Saturday sold out. Both shows Friday were just so amazing. Looked packed out the whole time. It was just an amazing overall um, weekend and uh, one that was important to me. And, you know, I got to be honest, it was one of the first times where I felt like all of my fans, you know, I would say two out of the four shows were like all of my fans and even the other shows were a mix of like people who heard about me and and just going to a comedy show and my fans and it was just like the first time that I felt that in uh, in in New York City so uh I can't even thank you guys enough um it was just an amazing time and so many people like I care about that care about me came out um yeah it was awesome man my publicist my my manager my manager's fucking hilarious, man. My manager is a character. Like, he reminds me of my dad. My manager's one of these guys that he has these... I don't know why. I just love it. I love it. Because it's like, it reminds me... I think the most entertaining people are people that are funny and characters they don't even know. Like, my my father is the same way. Like, they don't even know. People say it about me. Like, I don't even know. But my manager's one of these guys where he'll go, Listen, Paul, you know what? I got an idea. I got an idea. Listen, you don't like it? You tell me to go fuck myself, Okay. <laughs> He always says, you don't like it? You know, you tell me to go fuck myself. That's fine. Whatever. You know, like, it's like, it's so not in my character to do that, which is funny. Like, could you imagine if I actually heard him out? I'm like, you know what? I thought about what you said. And the conclusion I'm coming up with is go fuck yourself. Like, I would never, but it's just such a funny way to be like, listen, I'm going to give you an idea. And and listen, who am I? You know, who am I? Me and uh, Bill Burr have that joke. There was this guy. I don't know what his name was. Esposito or something, and he would just always go, look, I'm standing over here, right? We're at this golf tournament. Sergio Garcia, he looks over at me. He stops. He tells me to go. I mean, who the fuck am I? I'm just Johnny or whatever, and we would just always would laugh, you know? I just love the whole, what am I? Who, you know, you tell me to go fuck myself. Um, but no, man, everybody, so many people came out, and it was just an amazing weekend for me. Uh, that's kind of why my voice is a little hoarse. It was just a lot of 
a lot of shows, back-to-back shows, and uh, a lot of time on stage and all that. But thank you so much, Gotham Comedy Club. Uh, Chris and Steve Mazzilli, they run the tightest ship, the best club. They just do it right. They treat their, you know, they treat their, you know, comedians with the utmost respect and just top-notch and, and also the staff, and, and it all falls down from them. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all who came out, to Gotham and everybody. It really uh, really is amazing, and I'm looking forward to continue growing this hour and uh, getting in front of, uh, you know, more crowds on the tour. Next up, we have uh, Syracuse. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that after. But guys, I got to get back into this. I got to get into this hamster story, okay, because something happened, and I realized I did not tell it. I did not tell this story on the last um, podcast because I I had to, remember I had to stop the podcast and go get the hamster. So now this is a continuation of the hamster story um, and I'm not making it up. You're going to think, holy shit, he's making, no, no, no. This was like, I almost wish this happened last week before the podcast so I can tell you. But what I'm about to tell you actually happened. And people kept telling me, oh, I heard the podcast where you got the hamster. I go, wait till the next episode, okay? Because there's a continuation of what happened with the hamster. And I'm going to give it to you guys right now. So as you guys know, my daughter was getting off the bus in about 35 minutes from when I had to get off the last podcast, okay? So what I had to do is I had to run uh, 15 minutes out to the pet store. I had to pick up the hamster, which we, which, uh, we already purchased, and I had to, you know, all the stuffing and the, the stuffing that goes in the cage, I had to get that and I had to get the hamster food. Here's the issue. My wife went on Amazon to get the cage for my daughter and it's like the pink, it's like a pink cage, okay? So she's like, no, it'll match the room, of course. You know, we're not going to have a fish tin. My wife is not going to have, you know, some just regular, like, looking metal cage in my daughter's like beautiful pink room with white trim and all this shit. It's not going to happen. My wife's like, no, no, we're going to buy the thing. We're going to leave it here. And then, you know, we're going to get this perfectly designed, perfectly matching cage for my daughter's hamster. So I'm supposed to be putting this thing together, but I'm not because, you know, I work at night and I was, you know, just, you know, I was just tired and I was like, I'll get this thing done before she gets home. So I start to do it. It's not really working. I'm like, all right, let me go get the hamster and then I'll finish when I get back. All right. I run out to the pet store. You know, there's a big sign on the hamster tank that says sold. And it's a cool hamster. He's like beige and he's got these, just a tip of his ears are green, but he like looks like a, he, he looks great. If that makes any, I know that sounds crazy. And I know you're like, Paul, if it's a hamster, what are you talking about? But I'm telling you that if there was a Hollywood movie and a little girl and her hamster were a big part of the movie, I think this this hamster's like starring in it. I'm not even joking. Like this hamster gets the part. I'm not even kidding. He just looks perfect. He's kind of got like a little fat, you know, bottom half, but his his he's like a little curious, so he looks up at you. It's like it's like I think you could direct this thing, is what I'm saying. Like on cue, I think this thing could like you could get this thing to to do what you wanted to do. Maybe I'm completely nuts, and I probably am because I'm pissed off at those little assholes who bit my finger, the dark ones that were in the tank next to it. Anyway, that's a, that's that's we already talked about that. So we take the thing. He grabs the hamster and he throws the hamster in a box. Um, I have the stuffing that goes in the cage and I have the food. I go, I pay whatever, looking at the clock. I'm like, all right, kids get off the bus in about 25 minutes. Takes me a bit, maybe like, you know, probably 15 to get home. So you do the math. I'll have about 10 minutes to try to get the cage ready and get this thing all set up before she gets off the bus. 
Guys, I pull into my house. I'm not bullshitting. I pull in my house and I hear him. He's scratching in the box. And and think about it like this. I mean, can you blame him? Do you know the size difference that this is? Could you imagine that? Somebody just grabbing you and putting you in a... That would be like the Empire State Building bending over and picking up one of us and just throwing it in a box and walking with it. Like, like that's the... You know, so I get this thing is scared shitless. That's fine. You know, I'm going to put it into a better cage than it was in this tank. You know, it'll, you know, my daughter's a sweetheart. This thing's going to get a better life than looking at a bunch of, you know, assholes in Connecticut banging on the glass and staring at it or whatever, right? That, at least that's what I think. So I get home. I open the door. Now... I was told you cannot have this thing fall on the floor because if it falls on the floor, they are super fast. You may never see it again. Plus, I have two freaking lions running around my house. So my cats are gigantic and they're they're like these exotic cats that like, you know, yesterday they left a mouse on the welcome mat. They just kill anything. Bugs, mice, it doesn't stand a chance. Not to mention we have Lloyd, who Lloyd, you know, he's a he's a lunatic in his own right. So I got all these animals here. I'm like, this thing needs to just get into my daughter's bedroom and it needs to get into, I need to keep it in the box and then it needs to get into this cage and never, ever come out. Okay. So I open the door and the little box it's on is resting on the big stuffing that's underneath it, which I was holding with two hands and then the food. And guys, I take a few steps up into my house to get up on the second level of my house. And I swear to God, this hamster's head pops out of the box. He puts two hands on the edge of the box. And this thing does a fucking pull up and just jumps out. And now it jumps on the floor. And I'm literally, literally going, no, 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 no. I fucking throw everything else in my hand aside. I'm going, no, no, no. And I'm watching it and I'm following it. And I'm out loud. And I'm going, thank God, the cats were outside, thank God, because my cats would have just batted this thing around and bludgeoned it to death. And now my daughter's like eight minutes going to be off the bus. And I'm going, no, no, no. So I grab it, I pick it up, it kind of just gets out of my hand. I'm like, damn it. And it's running. I'm going, no, no, come here. And I finally just get it and I hold it tight. Even though it's kind of squealing a little in my hand, I hold it tight and I go to put it back in the box and I'm walking with it and it jumps from my hand to my chest and then off of my chest again, and it hits the ground hard, and I hear like a thud, and I'm going, oh my God, and then it kind of got still for a second, and I looked, and it felt like its head tilted with its mouth open, like it almost, it almost looked like somebody going, ah, shit, that hurt, I'm not even joking, and then it got, it got a little calmer, and I'm going, oh my God, this thing's got, this thing's got, this. I think this thing, oh my God, this thing, is this thing going to die? Like, is this thing, oh, this thing's dead. This thing's going to die. And I'm holding it and I finally throw it back in the box and I just put it there and then I'm looking at it and he kind of walks to the corner and he just had his head buried in the corner. He's not really scratching up in the box so much. And I'm going, oh my God, my daughter's going to think my, this thing is dead. All right, should I tell her it's lazy? I could tell her it's just lazy. I'd be like, hey, we got lucky. You could pet this thing. Or, or... <laughs> Or, you know, I don't know. So now I'm looking, I'm checking. He's still kind of moving around. I see his arms, you know, his head. There's no blood, anything like that. Maybe he just took a, he just took a big dive. I think he's coming too. He's coming out of it. But then I notice he's just putting his face in the corner, not moving that much. But I don't really have time. So I have to get this cage ready. So I'm putting the cage together. I'm putting the cage together. Now she's got five minutes. This plastic piece goes here. This goes here. And I just want to have this thing ready. And I'm looking at him and he's just, I'm like trying to touch him. And every time I touch him, he would move. And I'm going, oh my God. So, um, 
finally the bus arrives and I look and they're walking down the driveway slowly. I thought she would be sprinting, but she was just talking to her brother and I'm trying to get this thing all done. Now I'm like almost three quarters of the way done with the, with the cage. And, uh, they come home and she comes in and she goes, Oh my God, where is he? And I go, Oh, he's in the box right there. And she goes, wow, he's being really still. (laughs) And I go, yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't lie. Because part of me wanted to be like, yeah, like, you know, I mean, part of me was like, if I left the thing in there dead for three days, I could just, you know, try, try to get a duplicate. But I was like, no. So I go, guys, you know, just so you know, I go, uh, it kind of jumped and it fell. And then the second time it fell, it kind of hit hard. And I heard kind of like a bump. And I don't know if it bumped its head or whatever. But and um, they were like, is it all right? And I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, no, it's moving. It's fine. And then he started sniffing again. And he looked normal. He looked fine. So I put the cage together, I put this thing in there, and this thing is petrified. I mean, this thing is like, you know, first of all, I want it out, and I did everything I could to get out. Then I fall on my head. Now I'm back in some cage. I'm, it's, I'm, it's a pink cage. I'm a boy. He's like, this is going to be the shittiest rest of my life. What am I doing here? But I'm like, no, dude, just hang out. You're in the country. You know, you got a cute little girl who's your owner. She's going to be great with you. You know, you got a, you have a tube that goes from the bottom up to the top. And then on the top, it goes into this private box, which they call a petting zone. So this thing has like a duplex. I mean, this thing has got, this thing has got a studio apartment downstairs, you know, kitchen, bathroom. Well, the whole thing is his bathroom. He's got a little kitchen down there. Then he's got a little obstacle course. Then he goes up into a tube. And then when he gets from the top, of the, he's got this big thing where we could lift the top and pet him and play with him. He could sleep up there, whatever he wants to do. I mean, listen, there's a lot of hamsters doing worse than, than this kid, Patrick. Now, she named him Patrick because, uh, I don't know, she was going to name him Lincoln. She was going to name him this. She was going to name him that. We went out to eat. We're thinking of a name. She just was like, I like Patrick. I'm calling my hamster Patrick. I'm like, all right, listen, you know. It's Irish, you know, mommy's a little Irish, daddy's Sicilian and Greek, whatever. I know you're not going to name it Vito for me, whatever. So we got this guy, Patrick, and he's in the, he's in the cage now. Then he's totally fine. He's jumping around. He's having a great time. When people come in, he gets a little freaked out. The next morning, he brought the stuffing that he sleeps in on the bottom through the tube up to the top and made this bed. This thing is incredible. And they work at night. Um, I heard that. I, I, I mean, I learned that the, uh, the hard way. Because last night, uh, we had people over yesterday. We had a long day. It was just a long, it was a long weekend. And uh, my wife goes, um, Sophie's Sophie's in bed with me. I need you to put Lucas to sleep. I put Lucas in his bed. I have nowhere to sleep. My daughter kicks. So I'm like, I'll sleep in her room. This fucking hamster was on its wheel all night. I mean, I don't, this thing is training like it's a decathlete. I've never seen, I'm like, listen, asshole, you got a loft. You got a downstairs, you got a bowl of food. Why are you running now? And all you hear, I actually put my cell phone light on the thing. And this thing was training like it's got a boxing match this Saturday. I mean, this thing is running and running and running and running. And then all of a sudden, when I'm about to, when I'm about to, I just wanted to throw a football as hard as I can into the, and explode the cage and let the thing run free. At this point, I didn't care if Stanley or Thomas got it. All right. And I'm sitting there and I'm just going, what? And then he calms down. And then I close my eyes and I start to zone off. And my kids' beds are comfortable. So I'm like, okay, this will be a nice night. It's not too late. 
And then all of a sudden, maybe 15 minutes later, for like, and each, each session this thing did was like three to five minutes, this thing. I mean, this thing was getting miles in. This thing was getting miles in. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I mean, should I just let the cats in? I couldn't handle it. So I had the worst sleep last night, up every couple of minutes. And if you Google hamsters, they're just be just shy of nocturnal. So like it's like a dusk to dawn thing, but it's not always like they will relax in the middle of the night and rest. But all the shit that they do when it comes to work or anything is in the middle of the night. So I either got to put oil on this hamster wheel, which I don't know how that's going to work, or get rid of the hamster wheel or we got to put the we got to do something with the with the cage at night. One of the funniest things though ever was when I googled having a hamster with two cats and it said it is like the prey like I discussed in the last podcast. My daughter accidentally left her bedroom door open. And we already discussed it with her. I said, "Look. I said if the cats get in here and they do manage to like knock over the cage or get this thing out of here like it just so you know like it could Patrick, you know, could meet his demise." With the two, you know, giant cats in here that are, are looking to do that. And my daughter's just so chill about it. So she left the door open and I just walked past the room and I just see my cat Stanley. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't hitting the cage. He wasn't hissing. He was just sitting properly right next to it. Just kind of looking like with its head tilted. It was almost to say, it was almost like a serial killer just looking at its victim. He was just looking at this thing like, listen, dude, I know you're happy here. And I know, you know, you think you got a good thing. Sophia's great, you know. She's like my little sister. Um, I've been here with her for the seven years of her life, and she's great. And I listen, we, me and Thomas, we do wish you the best. Okay, we wish you the best. However, um, make no mistake about this. If this cage for one second gets open or this this cage falls over, you better, I, I hope your little four... Your little <laughs> four legs there are uh, are quick, cause me and my brother are gonna are gonna get you. So, good luck to you. Enjoy the house. Enjoy the Verzies. They're great people, but just know whose house you're in and and what's lurking. And Patrick doesn't know. Patrick's like, look, dude, I'm a hamster. I'm sleeping in here. You know, come and get me, asshole. I don't know. Maybe none of that probably happened. But either way, uh, the hamster lived the fall. He survived. He's super smart. So it didn't even mess up his intelligence. Thank God. Uh, he's, you know, making his bed, this thing, this thing's training. Like, you know, I don't know. He's probably training for the cats. There you go. How about that? I, I called that story back. He's probably like, yeah, the thing came to the cage and said, look, you better be ready. Well, I'm getting my four paws or legs ready. There you go. So that was the hamster story. Um, felt like that could be a bit, I don't know. I don't know. There's only so much you could talk about animals, though, on stage. You know what I mean? Anyway, guys, um, I really don't know about an unacceptable this week because, um, well, I, I just got, I, something just happened where I took my kids to this deli that we always go to. Okay, by the way, shout out to the um, Peach Lake Market. Peach Lake Market in uh, North Salem, New York is a deli that we go to sometimes. Uh, not too far from our house, and they have this amazing hot sauce called Sweet Death. They do the sweet heat and the sweet death. I like the sweet death. It's got a little more bite to it. Anyway, uh, they have some outdoor seating, and they have inside seating, or you obviously take your shit and go home, right? So uh, we decide to eat there, and it was kind of busy inside. 
So the only table, there was a table for four outside. So I tell me and the kids will go outside and eat. But there's bees up here. Up in the country, it's like, it's not like people are saying like, so in the, you know, in the city there, you got the mosquitoes and you have all that stuff and maybe flies. Up here with all of the, the flowers and all that stuff, there's bees. And a lot of times this time of year, late summer into fall, you eat outside and there's going to be a lot of bees. It's just what it is up here. There's farm country and all that stuff. So we decide to go back in. And now there are empty seats inside that we sit. However, there's a party of four online getting their food, looking as if they were they needed a place to sit. But nobody had claimed these seats. It's not like somebody sat there. So we just sit down. And then the woman looks over almost as if, oh, well, we were going to sit there. And me, being the nice dickhead that I am, I was about to get up and say, oh, okay. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. No, we were outside. I'm not going to have my children stung by a bee. We walked inside. There's empty seats available. So, and nobody's claiming them. So just because people are standing online and would have sat there, really not my problem. But I'm still having this conflict. So I looked at my son, who's, if you think I'm a nice guy, my son has got more, my son would stand up in a, in a, in a cage of bees to help somebody else. And he goes, no, dad, we're fine. We sat here. Nobody was sitting here. And I'm like, there you go. Yeah, we were. So they go outside, and I see that they're miserable outside, and then I see the older woman looking in, almost like, yeah, well, they sat where we wanted to sit, and kind of looking at me. And then I'm like, I don't know. Is it unacceptable? Should I have said when I walked into the deli, excuse me, were you guys going to sit here? But that doesn't make sense, because there's nobody, that, that would be like going into a, a, a cafeteria or a restaurant going, did you got, you know, no, it's like, it was available, we sat there. So this is like an in-between unacceptable. But she didn't have to act like that. And then eventually people left inside and they came from inside, I mean from outside and sat inside anyway. So I don't know, it just annoyed me. It just annoyed me that that happened where it was like, I'm trying to be the nice asshole here and I, and, and I still feel bad. You can't win. But then again, that could be my problem because nobody told me, nobody said anything. So I don't even, I, you know, what are you going to do? Um, anyway, guys, this is TVE 418. Uh, such a good, uh, such a good time. Uh, I had over this weekend and, and just, and my wife got to hang, I got to hang out with my wife, man. And, um, it's really cool. I feel like you need to hang out with your wife. Like if you, you know, if it gets stagnant, you got to hang with your wife. You got to take your wife out. You know, I've always said, it's like taking your wife out. It's like the offensive line being taken out by the quarterback. The quarterback's got to take out his offensive line. Quarterback takes out the offensive line, you know, just to say, Hey, I know you guys are the ones protecting me saving me from getting concussions, helping us run the ball. You guys protect me. I love you guys. Let's go out to eat. It's the same thing with your wife. It's like, hey, you're a strong woman, mother to my children. You're great. I don't take you for granted. I love you. Let's go out. Let's go out. It's the same thing. You got to take out your offensive line if you're the quarterback. Um, If my wife hears this, she's going to be like, first of all, dickhead, I'm the quarterback and the fucking offensive line. (laughs) Um, But no, man, we had a great time. It's weird though when you perform in front of your wife or your partner or whoever you're dating. And and in 16 years, I've never disrespected my wife. I've never got off stage and had my wife go, you know what? I really don't appreciate that. Like she'll just laugh it off and knows that it's a joke. I don't talk about sexual stuff with my wife. I would never do that. It's just not, it's, first of all, it's just not me, not who I am. But it's just not like, I, don't, I wouldn't do that anyway because I, I just don't feel like that's something I would want to do or, or that's even funny. But you just never know. Like, you know, I'll bust her chops about something or something that, you know, 
is is it might cause fights with us. And uh, no, and she was she was really cool about it. She was just like, no, I get it, you know, like or or if I ever said something in the 16 years that we were together, if I ever said something on stage that like she was kind of like, ah, oh, be careful with that one or like that, I maybe once or twice. Or wow, are you really angry? Or you came across like you know. Other than that, it's um, you know. I remember one time though we went out to eat, and somebody was like, "Dude, this was nuts." See, the thing is, my wife is so strong, and does not play that shit. My, you know, the way people go, "Oh well, she doesn't play that shit." No, no, make no mistake. My wife does not play that shit. My wife will tell me. Are you out of your mind? You never disrespect me like that. Not that she has, but that's who my wife is. My wife cannot handle it. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. One time I was talking sports with an old friend of mine when I was in Myrtle Beach who lived down there. And he came out to hang out with us. We were like staying on vacation down there. And he just came out with his girlfriend at the time. I haven't seen the guy in years and years. But we're talking sports and all of a sudden it turns into a sports argument. And then my wife goes, yeah, but I don't think that that guy's as good as this guy. And he just goes, well, what do you know? And my wife just goes, who are you talking to like that? And then she looked at me and she goes, Paul, really? And I was just, and it got awkward. And then they were like, I think we're going to go and left. And good for my wife. And that put me in a really shitty spot. But my wife doesn't play that shit. So we go to dinner one time. And somebody was like, uh, hey, so like, Stacey, you don't really ever get involved in like his material, right? Like you won't ever say anything. Like you don't get involved in his material or you say anything and she just goes uh no not really like for the most part like I I trust him and know that he wouldn't and then the guy just goes yeah because you can't really like get involved in his art like that's his art like you got to leave that alone and then my wife just goes well if he disrespects me or says something that's just I'm gonna say and again here I am and I'm just like god (laughs) these string beans are delicious Is it garlic or olive oil? How do you get them? Like it's, it's, I didn't know what to do, but, um, I've just never had that. I've been on stage. I've been, I've been doing, I've done shows where I've seen like the host or the middle bring their girlfriend and you'll listen to what they'll say about their girlfriend. And like this guy was talking about, you know, his girl on the toilet and she's just sitting there looking at the stage with a smile and he's talking about like his wife or do- I mean his uh his girlfriend going to the bathroom. And I just remember being like, "Oh my god, like what are you doing? Like why would you?" And I'm just like, "Holy shit." Um no, I would never do that. I would never do that for two reasons. One, I just wouldn't disrespect my wife like that, and two, I'm really really scared of my wife. Um for, so for those two reasons, that's exactly why um I would not uh, do it. So Anyway, guys, we're getting the contracts this week for the uh, Patreon. The Superfans podcast will be in the in the can, in the can, so to speak, and it's right on time for the start of the uh, NBA season, which actually kicks off preseason on Friday. We'll get into a little sports here. Guess what, everybody? Danny Dimes. I'm not calling him Steely Dan. I like Danny Dimes. I don't know why. I just like Danny Dimes. I don't think it's lame. Uh, my buddy Peter Schrager from the NFL Network did something on um, Good Morning Football where he was like, I think Danny Dimes is a little lame. Let's come up with something else. And apparently Daniel Jones himself doesn't love Danny Dimes. And now I'm here and they're calling him Steely Dan. I like Danny Dimes. And do you want to know why I like Danny Dimes? Because that pass he threw to Sterling Shepard in the, in the side of the end zone in Tampa the first week he started was 
the only word for it was a dime. It was such a perfect, unbelievable pass for a touchdown. And I'm going, that was a dime. And uh, you know what? Trent Dilfer's dime. They call it Dilfer's dimes. Remember Trent Dilfer, quarterback in 2000 of the uh, Ravens, became uh, ESPN analyst, and they did a thing called Dilfer's dimes, and he would you know, show the best passes of the week from quarterbacks and call them dimes. I like Danny Dimes. I'm just, I, I'm going to call him Danny Dimes. That's it. Um, but the New York Giants went uh, back home this week at MetLife in Jersey. The the lowly, what did, what did uh, Bill Burr taught me this one. I didn't ever know what it meant. But the hapless, the lowly, hapless Redskins come into New York. Uh, well, technically Jersey. I hate saying that, and I hate that that's a fact. But the New York Giants beat him 24 to three. He is now two and0 as the Giants starter. The Giants are now two and two. And I am going next week against the Vikings with my son. It's gonna be a lot of fun. One o'clock game. And um, I think if the Giants could go three and two, me and my son are in a fantasy football league, dads versus other I mean dad and son versus other dad and sons in our area. And uh, I decided to start Tom Brady instead of Aaron Rodgers. And had I not done that, we would have won. But I kept Brady instead of Rodgers, and we lost. But in my defense, we won last week because of a couple of moves that Daddy made. So what are you going to do? You have a lot of fun. It just sucks doing anything with your son if there's a chance you're going to lose because you're his hero. So then he's looking at you like, yeah, my dad doesn't know how to draft an NFL team. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and that's my dad. So it's kind of a, so I think I'm going to just try to have a respectable season with them and then maybe we might just hang these uh, <laughs> hang these fantasy football cleats up so I, I could save some face. Because the last thing I want to do is show up to a party and have the other dads around here talking about the fantasy thing and then be like, yeah, you hear those verses? Yeah, they're they're one in 14. Jeez, what did, what did they have a blindfold on when they were drafting that team? I can't have that happen. You know, it's just, I just can't have that happen. Um so that is going on. I got the kids off on Monday and Tuesday. And I got to be honest, I love when my kids are home. I mean, they want to do something constantly, constantly, my children. There is not a time. I mean, your kids have to have a fever in order for you to be like, hey, do you guys want to just maybe go inside and, 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 you know, maybe put our feet up and do nothing with the TV on for a while? They have to have like a 102 fever. And in that case, they would want their mother. Um, but it's it's just constantly something, you know. But they always, oh, play date, this and that. But I just love hanging with them, man. I really love hanging with them. It's it's so cool when they get to that age where you could actually just, I don't know, just have awesome conversations and be with them. So that's what's going on. Um, that's what's going on this week. Uh, nothing else in sports, really. Basketball didn't start. The New York Yankees playoffs start against the Minnesota Twins, I believe, what, this weekend, Friday. So uh, hopefully, I mean, the Yankees won 104, 105 games. They should definitely, uh, they should definitely go deep in the playoffs or, or to the World Series. That's what I feel, and I think that they have the team to do it if their pitching holds up. So we're waiting on that. That'll that'll be uh, a lot of fun to watch in the next uh, month. And that's pretty much it. No movies because I've been working. And uh, the last, what I talked about the last two Black Mirrors I saw. The last two Black Mirrors I saw was the, the White Bear, right? Was it White Bear? And which was weird and Black Museum. Talked about those. Didn't see anything. Oh, yes, I did. Never mind, Paul. Come on, buddy. Yes, I will tell you guys about the, um, 
the movie. I will give a, a movie review, or a, I should say a, a documentary review uh, for the show, and then um, and we'll see. We'll see where the show takes us. You guys are listening to TVE 418. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for your $3 donation for the Patreon, the extra content when we just shoot the shit or have a uh, have a comedian on there. And um, so I wanted to say that I was up the other night and I was like, should I go to bed? I was like, of course I should probably go to bed. But am I gonna? No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna watch this documentary called Our Godfather. So, for you people that don't know, I will let you know that it is, if you're into mafia stuff, this guy, this is the first guy ever in the history to um, turn and testify against the mafia, the Sicilian mafia, okay? Like, this guy's Sicilian, this was like, you know, and the Sicilian mob, you know, I guess has codes and everything, there's certain things that you can and you can't do, and um, this guy was the first guy ever. I'm going to try to read you guys the um, synopsis, uh, Netflix. I just put in Our Father. I don't want a lot more Our Fathers come up when you do that. So anyway, here it is. So Our, uh, wait a minute, why is it not coming up here? Oh, I'm sorry. It's Our Godfather, not Our Father. Our Godfather, Netflix. Sorry about that correction. Okay, it is an hour and 32, it's an hour and 32 minute documentary um, that takes place in uh, 1986. Uh, Tommaso Buscetta, okay, Tommaso Buscetta become the first top level mafia boss ever to testify against the mob. It cost him his family, it cost, it cost him and his family everything, okay? And guys, I gotta tell you, there were some things I didn't know. I don't want to give anything away, but this is the first top-level mafia boss. Like this is like this would be like the top guy just flipping on everybody. And um, when you find out he's, they're giving reasons because at first everyone's like, "What? How could you do that?" But then he's giving reasons why. Then you find out all this stuff. It's super interesting. You don't know like should should he have? Should he not? Like w- w- would you have done something like that? And then like it's this whole thing. And at first you're like, no, you can't do that. And then you're like, oh man, you just, it's really unbelievable. And um, he's, he's got family. He had to move. He had to leave. He had to do all this different stuff, but stuff continued to happen after he left. And uh, super, super interesting. I think it's worth the hour and 32 minutes. You guys know I always give a, a movie review or a documentary review on the Versi Effect. And uh, I think in all the years I've been doing this, I've had one person come back and go, I saw what you said. It wasn't for me. Other than that, everybody was like, thank you. I think I'm a good judge of seeing something that's good, but who knows? Maybe you're like, no, there's a couple that, bah, whatever. You know, maybe some of the Black Mirror uh, episodes that I hated, you guys liked. But this one, if you're into mob, if you're into the whole what happened, and this is crazy because they show courtroom. They show stuff in the courtroom with the people he took, like in the courtroom, ratting out, looking at him. It was actually pretty nuts. It was really pretty nuts. So Our Godfather on Netflix, an hour and 32 minutes. It is a, uh, a biographical uh, uh, docu- uh, documentary. You'll love it. You will absolutely love it if you're into that sort of thing. If you don't care about the mob and you're not into it, then I don't know what to tell you, but there you go. I give it the It Gets the Versi Effect. Go for it. Two thumbs up, whatever you want to call it. Stamp of approval by the Versi Effect. So there you have it. Uh, our 
Godfather, because let's be honest, Netflix needs to step it up, man. Come on, Netflix. Like, I need something. Like, you have all this content. Like, I don't care that when you send me an email going, hey, just added, and it's some movie from 93. I could see that other places. I could go on demand and get that. You want? You know what? Like, you want to keep coming? Let's go. Original series. Let's go. And I don't even want to watch a series. Just give me something for two hours. Give me something for two hours. I don't need to see, you know... I don't need to see a, a movie that... Yeah, I love New Jack City. Great. New Jack City. I've seen it a million times. I don't care if you guys just added it to your library. You know? Add something else. Add something new. Add something like this. Add a good documentary. There you go. All right, guys. Moving on. Um, let's talk about where I'm going to be next. I am going to beautiful, lovely <laughs> Syracuse, New York. Okay, I'm not going to lie. It's not one of my favorite places. I'd be sitting here lying if I said I love Syracuse, New York. I love going to the campus. I love going when I went to the basketball game there. I love um, the whole, you know, the, the, the whole experience of performing in a comedy club. That's really nice out there. Like I'm going to be with the funny bone and I like walking around a mall. Other than those facts, let's be honest. Um, but I will be at the funny bone in Syracuse, New York, um, October, not this weekend, this weekend I'm local doing regular spots in New York City, but I will be, um, at the Funny Bone on October 10 through 13, I believe, yes, uh, Thursday through Saturday, the, um, oh no, Thursday through Sunday, uh, the 10th through the 13th, I will be at the Funny Bone in Syracuse, okay, and then, I will be in um, Atlanta in November. So I think, yes, because I am having, I am going to be out of commission for a while, having a little procedure done. And um, no, so I'm sorry. It is not the Sunday the 13th. It is October 10, 11, and 12, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Funny Bone in Syracuse coming up the weekend after this one. And then a month from there, guys, I will be at the Punchline in Atlanta. I'm always uh, moving up with numbers in Atlanta, drawing more people. More people keep coming out in Atlanta. It's a market that I want to build and keep building. So come out to the Punchline in Atlanta, Georgia on November 14th, 15th, 16th. Okay, and then at the uh, towards the end, right before Thanksgiving, I will be at the Improv in Houston, in Houston, Texas. So uh, there you guys have it. Um, I am going to be making an announcement on a live podcast coming from the stand next week. I will let you guys know who the guest is. It's between two of them. We're going to do it again. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be sitting down with a buddy. I'm going to be handing out uh, posters, and we're going to have a really good time. Let you guys answer some, uh, ask some questions from the audience or give an unacceptable and do all that stuff. So I'm going to be doing that. Uh, we're going to be getting that ready, uh, getting that ready soon too. Okay, so thank you guys. Please, I hope to see you guys over at the uh, Syracuse um, Funny Bone. And again, if you were somebody that came to Gotham Comedy Club, thank you, thank you, thank you for more dates. Please check out paulverzi.com. You guys know where you find me. My uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. Twitter is at paulverzi. That is V-I-R-Z-I. And it's, you know, at... Uh, uh, Paul Verzi or whatever Instagram as well, all lowercase Paul Verzi. So check that out. Spread the word. Thank you so much. And um, until next time, guys, I am out of here. I will talk to you all very soon. And uh, God be with the hamster.
Take care. Oh, I got to see something. I'm sorry. Jeez, what am I doing? I got to make sure if... Uh, hold on. Did I have anything else? I just want to make sure I didn't leave something out. You know, guys, I know what you're thinking. I'm just, you know... Well, Paul, you know what I mean? You're a little unprepared here. You should have been ready. First of all, it's a free show, assholes, okay? It's a free show. I don't, I don't, I don't, my kids are off today. You think I need this? You think I need to be doing this? I could be sitting in a movie. I'm just kidding. They're actually at the movies with their friends. So I, I totally make an excuse here. And I definitely, it is my bad. And I shouldn't have done that. But it is still free content. So you don't have to give me shit for it, if you know what I mean. Okay, uh, that's it. No, I thought I had something. I do not have something. You guys are the best. Uh, TVE 418. Uh, we will call this one, wait, no, I can't say, because one was called Hamster Bite, so I can't call this one Hamster Wheel, so, um, and I can't call it Hamster Pull Up, I just can't pull, I just can't call it Hamster anymore, because the last one was called Hamster, so I'm gonna have to come up with something else, I'm gonna have to come up, I'm gonna have to come up with, um, with something else, but I'll do it, so you guys just look at the title and you'll know what I figured out. Take care. Oh, and check me out. The podcast that I just hosted on YKWD with Bobby for Bobby Kelly's podcast on Riotcast. I just hosted it. It was so much fun. Me, Mike Cannon, Robbie Slowick, um, and the whole crew there uh, from um, the YKWD podcast on Riotcast. That is out right now. You can see that on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Take care.